I've gotten it wrong before I've ever gotten it right. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> right. My path is a bunch of detours and just like different paths that you didn't think you were going to take. But with all of those roadblocks I've had in my life, I finally realized this is a way I can help others. I can help light the way for others because I've gotten it wrong. And with eating, I got it wrong at first because it was purely because out of my running and my love of competing and being really good at what I do and seeing that if I dropped weight, my times got faster. And that then really spiraled. Right. So this episode was really special, and I actually don't want to eat up too much time with my intro to Mandy DeMarzo because the conversation, this woman, is fire. An athlete her whole life, Mandy calls sweat her love language. She had an eating disorder. She developed while relentlessly training for marathons. And in this episode, she talks about how she conquered it and found her truth. Launching Burn by Mandy in the pandemic with a community of followers and clients now that has simply exploded with zero marketing dollars. Why? Because she embodies what she believes, that you can truly do anything you want to do, both mentally and physically, when you activate your strong. I love it. Let's listen. Mandy, I'm so pumped to have you on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time today. Oh my gosh, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time now. I know you're a busy lady. It wasn't easy to get you, but I'm super grateful that we were put in touch by Sarah Frazier. I'm going to plug Bohem Salon in Greenwich because she opened that fairly recently. And anybody who's a blonde needs to go to her. DM me with any questions. <laughs> oh, Sarah's our hair angel. She puts my hair back yes. together every time I sweat and all that. That is the way to put it. Yeah. Yes. You're actually the second guest she sent my way. So awesome. But I will say I've also seen posts of people that I know who are into fitness who are like shouting out Burned by Mandy. And I just had to learn more about you. So I went to your website and I watched some videos and I see what's happening here and what you're doing. It seems singular. So I want to start the podcast with you telling me what's different about what you're offering, because there's a lot out there in the fitness world right now. But let's start with that. And also, this is Bucket List Careers. What lights you up? about what you're doing. Oh, I love that. What lights me up. <laughs> I, I mean, I love the idea. This this whole community, the reason that you kept seeing Burn by Mandy is it's a ripple effect and it's a pay it forward where it has spread through word of mouth. No advertising. People have sweat with me. They believe in the workout and all the message behind it and they feel the need to share it. And so that's just, I'm blessed with what I call as my tribe. And mm -hmm. all the, the humans that sweat with me that feel so strongly about it, that they want to pull in people that they care about, neighbors, family members, friends, colleagues to sweat and feel what they're feeling. And I guess what drives me, what makes me feel alive in this is I believe that everyone has their greatness and we have a greatness in, in us. And it is up to us to awaken it. It is up to us. And sometimes we need somebody to hold that mirror up. And this sweat platform has been a conduit to really connect with people's greatness and allow them to see that not just in this pandemic, but in their lives that they can grow through what they go through and be stronger mm. on the other side of it. I love that. Wait, did you really blow up during the pandemic? I don't yes. know exactly when you started. Oh, so okay. I taught classes at a beautiful studio in Greenwich called The Studio. And it's this hot yoga studio that 
I had offered, hey, this is a class I teach. It's a workout I do. And it really was to just introduce a community to this beautiful space and bring in more classes. And that started about two and a half years ago. And I put one class and it started to wait list. I put another class, it started to wait list. There, there was that rumbling of, hey, you got to tra- check this workout out. And it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it built that base up. Then the pandemic, COVID hit. And I have an autoimmune disease. So I was worried and, and felt I needed to really be in a safe space. So Sure. What do you do when you're 40? You drive to your mom and dad's place. So I (laughs) drove back home, thought I was coming home for a weekend. I have a little farmhouse and stayed here. And and as the pandemic just went longer and longer, my students were reaching out and saying, Mandy, we miss working out with you. It was really like I got guilted into it or bullied (laughs) into it, but I knew I was going to work out anyway. I knew that during all of this confusion that my sweat was something that I could count on and I wanted it to also support the people in that community. And so what started out as just every day, I went live on Instagram for five weeks, free classes every day then started to build a life of its own. And I thought I got something here and I, I want to pursue this on a much bigger level. That's amazing. So your pivot is actually really recent. I know you worked in every part of the athletic world throughout your life, but let's dial it back a little bit to your origins and your journey and how you really got here. How did you make this transition? Because you said you were a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yep. <laughs> a yes. lot of people yes. can relate to that. Uh, I, I identify as an athlete. I was a division one athlete in college. I played soccer. And after I graduated and being part of a team, I missed it so much. And mm. my, I always say that sweat is my love language. <laughs> and when big shifts happen in your life, you, you, you tend to think you go back to basics and you go a little smaller and what made sense. My sweat was always my answer. So after college, I started to run and race in marathons and really win marathons, found a lot of success there. And then from that point on, I started to race in triathlons and just continue to refine that athlete inside of me, always searching for how to challenge myself and how to become the strongest version of myself. Mm -hmm. I think I turned every leaf in the athletic world. I worked at ESPN. I was behind the scenes and realized, well, that didn't feel good. I, it wasn't really connecting with my athletic juices. That's not you. No. And then I was coaching my father as a coach and I always saw his impact on young men and women as a coach. And I thought, you know what? I love that. So Mm -hmm. I tried it in the collegiate world as well as middle school and high school. That definitely resonated with me. I feel like I was a tumbleweed and it kept bumbling along. (laughs) It wasn't until I was an ambassador at Lululemon and they called me the sweat enthusiast where I was connecting my community in sweat. And that's when I really started to find my voice and the bigger purpose of sweat helping people in their worlds. And I wanted to do more of that. Then came working in the studio, then the pandemic hit, and then this dream became my reality with Burn and having a virtual platform that could reach a global community that really wasn't like any other workout that's out there. And and there are thousands, and I'm not knocking any one of them. Everybody finds one that connects. Yeah. And my, my purpose or my goal in this workout is it is something that I want to humble every single person that shows up 
man or woman, whatever age, it is something that I want to be challenging to feel accomplished at the end of it. And it's not something where you check the box and say, I work out, I worked out today. Yeah. It is something that you are going to have to grind and push through, but that really, when you push through something and you can feel that accomplishment that can translate into all the other things you need to face out there in your life. Well, yeah, you have more of a message, I think. It's it's almost like it's all-inclusive, like what you're teaching people. And I know it's based on things that you've been through that you have talked about publicly, and there was a period in your life where you were really struggling with eating while you were training. This is after soccer, and you even use the word obsession, like you were obsessively, relentlessly training for marathons. I watched that video on your website and you spoke about a pivotal moment with your father when you knew you weren't well, you weren't healthy, you weren't your best version of yourself and you acknowledged it with him. And I mean, I actually like almost cried because it was really, truly vulnerable. And a lot of people are doing that now, I think on social media of talking about things they've been through, but you can see through when it's not real. Mandy and I will tell you that that video like touched me. What can you share with us in terms of your mindset and how you pulled yourself out of it? Well, that means a lot. It's a conversation, anything with eating disorders and exercise obsession, those conversations matter and they need to be had whatever platform that they are happening on. And I was so afraid to put it out there for the longest time. Were you? When you say you have an eating disorder, you are putting a label right out there for people to judge. You are making yourself extremely vulnerable. And it's something that I will struggle with my whole life. I will have to continue to make a strong choice, even when life gets slippery. And it's, I don't think you're ever in the clear with an eating disorder. So putting it out there, put it to people that, opened up for judgment, opened up for critique and something that, you know, God forbid you go out to dinner and I decide, you know, I'm not very hungry. It's like, oh, there's that eating disorder again. Right. The way you're perceived, you're always going to That's right. be facing yeah. that. So putting that out there, you were apprehensive at first. I was. I, I totally get that. Here's the thing. I, I feel like if, if I were to have a title to my book, I've gotten it wrong before I've ever gotten it right. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> right. My path is a bunch of detours and just like different paths that you didn't think you were going to take. But with all of those roadblocks I've had in my life, I finally realized this is a way I can help others. I can help light the way for others because I've gotten it wrong. And with eating, I got it wrong at first because it was purely because out of my running and my love of competing and being really good at what I do and seeing that if I dropped weight, my times got faster. And that then really spiraled. Right. And that's positive. I mean, it's admirable that you were working towards goals and, and healthy goals and all of that is good stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people were supportive, right? But then it got to a point where, and you said you were an extremely competitive person, it got to a point where it took over in a way. Absolutely. And then it was all encompassing. And of all the things, the damage that the eating disorder did to my body, the time it stole, that is something that I work with young women, collegiate and high school girls. And I work with them because I don't want them to lose that time that I lost. And that's a, it's a labor of love to connect with these young women and help them to see that, you're so much more than numbers on a scale 
or if clothes fit a certain way as your body is growing and developing and to just have that conversation and let them know they're not alone and what they're seeing and what they're feeling is totally normal. And if you talk to anybody about this, you're going to get the me too moments. I've had that too. I've felt that way too. Oh, you too. Mm -hmm. And that's what connects a community as well. And I think it's really important. And it's something that I still, my voice will still shake as I talk about it because I do have those days that are just not great days and I can just crush myself and I have to remind myself that I am entirely up to me and that voice matters. And the more that I put myself down, I would never talk to anybody the way I talk to myself. And so that's a work in progress and I'm a work in progress. We all are. And I really want my daughters to listen to this because I have a 13 year old and an 18 year old and I admit I don't always have the most stable relationship with food, guilt over desserts, or I have to work harder today. And I'm just always trying really hard to make sure that they don't inherit that. Let's be honest. We're working on that every day. Like you said, it's a work in progress. And social media is not necessarily making it easy on us. (laughs) That awareness is awesome. And I will say with everything coming out about Facebook and young women and looking at social media. Yes. And that impacting their body image. I, I love to think as a platform to empower young women and to say beauty and strength have a million different faces and phases and you get to define that. And that's, that's major. Oh, I love that. Well, let's talk about you as an entrepreneur. Obviously the pandemic birthed this. How did you get through some of those obstacles though? I mean, not being in person and what can we learn from that? If, if someone wants to launch something just like you, There are so many obstacles. And I think the biggest, the word that keeps resonating for me is adapting Mm. and adapting with all the curveballs that we are thrown our way. And how do you change what community looks like? How do you navigate a workout when you've only gone to a gym or a personal trainer or a boutique fitness class? What does that look like? And again, I think you got to look within and it's an inside job. Mm. You say, all right, What can I do where I am at right now? With this online community, the biggest thing for me is how can everybody feel connected in sweat when you're alone? Right. You may be alone at 4.30 in the morning. You may be alone in England. You may be alone at nine o'clock at night doing this workout. How can you connect with strangers in sweat? I believe that when you have a challenge, when I was playing sports my whole life, we bonded as a team, not in those great moments when you win, you know, but it's in the, on those moments yeah. when your coach says, get on the end line, right? And you have to run and you look at your teammates and in those moments, there's greatness. You are bonding in really hard, challenging moments. And I wanted to take that to this workout. And in those moments where we're doing burpees and you're like, I cannot do another burpee. (laughs) There is somebody feeling the exact Mm -hmm. same thing. And so that's when people started to post sweaty selfies. Okay. They were sending these pictures, either posting on social media or sending them directly to my DM because they wanted to hold themselves accountable or they wanted to really show this is what accomplishment feels like. They didn't go by how they looked. They went by how they felt. Hmm. That took on a life of its own. And all of a sudden, all these sweaty selfies and people got pulled in because they're like, I want to feel like that. I want to do something that starts my day off like that. Because if I win the sweat, I win the day. And that's how it really started this idea of community to the point that people were connecting with total strangers 
through burn. And that's something that I'm proud of with this platform. I feel I I'm starting to meet some people that have been burning with me for a year or a year and a half. I've never met before, but I feel like I'm connected to them deep in my soul because we've shared this journey during a crisis and beautiful thing. Right. And so now you're transitioning to in-person as well, and you're going to try to combine the two, I would assume, like a hybrid model, which is really where we're going in so many facets, right, of, in so many industries. How will you be managing that as you go forward? Yeah, I've, I've found that, look, when I am in person, that feeling, that energy in the room just vibrate there. You cannot replace that. Yeah. On the other hand, this virtual space has allowed me to reach a global community of over 60 countries. And so there has to be a hybrid of both. And what I've found is that what's the secret sauce? What, where I'm looking to take burn is when I can do pop-ups, I am going to be doing pop-ups. I want to meet all these people of all walks of life. I want to do retreats where we can really not just do a workout class and walk away, but take the feelings of strength and empowerment and take it to that next level. And then this virtual space, because it does work for people of all different schedules, busy moms, time zones, all that, and continue to grow the virtual space as well, because it's a safe space. Yeah, A lot of people don't want to walk in a gym anymore, whether that's because of the pandemic or because of feelings of judgment. And they know that they can do this workout anywhere with no equipment, and they can do it in the privacy of their home and still really curate their strong wherever they are. Do you actually believe in professional purpose? I'm starting to ask that question of each guest because I talk about it. You know, your most authentic self in your career zone. Do you believe that we all have one or do you think it's more of an evolution? And how do you find it? <laughs> talk about the secret sauce. I like that. I love that. I mean, I love the word evolution. I love the word revolution. I think that hmm. when you continually reassess your goals and what brings you joy in life. And that's going to change on a regular basis. I believe in chapters where I've had to reboot and resuscitate my goals and what makes sense for me in the moment. And that's why I've found my cadence later in life. Hmm. I've always heard of this idea that find what brings you joy and make a career out of that. And I was like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. Be in reality. <laughs> this is what I right? mean. Is it real? I mean, yes, that's my question to you. Some people do believe it's real. Is yours a more realistic version? <laughs> I, I believe it's a more real, realistic version. I believe you, you can manifest what you want in life, but you have to also have your feet on the ground and just be realistic about what makes sense and what, what's also realistic. You have to find that balance mm -hmm. and it has to be authentic of all the compliments I've ever gotten. Somebody saying you're so authentic. That means the most to me because I always want to be true to what I'm about and to never lose sight on what makes me feel alive, brings me joy. And also who I am, the mosaic of broken pieces that I am. That is such a compliment to me because we're all just trying to do our best. And that is something that you said to me that resonates. You've taken your mess and you've turned it into your message. Everything you've been through has brought you here. And I think that that's what we all need to try to achieve. That, that level of self-awareness is everything. 
All right. So where can we send listeners? There are a lot of places to find you right now on social media. Just give us a few places to follow you and learn more. Well, of course, my website is mandydemarzo.com. And that's where you just find all the workouts that you do on your time. People are like, do you Zoom? I'm like, no, because workouts are supposed to work for you. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be completely seamless and something that works for you, whatever time of day. On your time, right? Yeah. So it's the website is mandydemarzo.com. My Instagram handle is burned by Mandy. There's Facebook and YouTube channels as well. It's easy to find you because there's a lot on you. But, you know, before we go, though, you said something about your tribe and all that interaction. So if I become, if I enter your tribe, if I am worthy, I'll be able to interact with you somewhat? (laughs) Or, I mean, how are you connecting with people? People send DMs on a daily basis. And I feel like part of my job is to absolutely answer that. I love it. If somebody's going to take their time to spend their sweat, energy, and time with me, the least I can do is have that conversation and see where they're at and see how I can help and support wherever you want to take your strong. So that's something that it fuels me. I love meeting people. So DM, there's also on my website, you can email. Mm -hmm. And I want to be accessible. I'm right there in the trenches through the workouts. I do every workout that I teach. I do every single second of that workout right there with you. I'm not above it. I am one with this tribe. And so I say, I actually call this tribe, my lions, (laughs) my pride. I believe the lion really speaks to this group in particular, because I always say everybody wants to be a lion until it comes time to do what lions do. And this tribe, they want to put in the work. They want to get stronger. They want to be humbled. So when, when you come into my, my tribe, (laughs) you will be amongst fierce warrior humans that just want to get better and they want to see you get better. And that's what you'll feel immediately. Oh, that sounds amazing. And that engagement means a lot that you're, you're giving your time in that way as well. I'm not surprised at all that you have blown up like this. Mandy DeMarzo, thank you so much for spending a little time with me on Bucket List Careers. Totally my pleasure. Well, let's do this again soon. I don't know, in, in a year, and we'll see where you're at. Well, I, I have to tell you, I was looking forward to this conversation, but this just blew it out of the water, Krista. And I am oh. very appreciative of Sarah for introducing us. Yes, yes. Well, it's easy with people like you because... You're living your message. So, you know, you you make this a walk in the park. So, well, thank you again, Mandy. Awesome to meet you. It's a joy to talk to somebody who is embodying everything that I believe in. So this has been (laughs) awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening, guys, as always. And because I'm feeling extra inspired, I'm going to leave you with one of Mandy's quotes, which is on her website. And I think it's her best. I believe we have the power to grow through what we go through. And whenever we're faced with a choice, the best choice is growth. She's definitely one to watch. Is this not the best gig ever? The people I get to meet and being able to connect with you, I'm feeling quite grateful right now. So I want to say thank you. More Bucket List Careers episodes, more inspiration coming your way. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.